Bruce Newberry. The food dude. Well, we are here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, and we are at Bramble in Essex, Essex, Vermont, in the Essex Experience. We are here on a Monday night, and I think you can hear that we are not alone. This place is slamming, and uh, this is a great thing. It just says so much about so many aspects of this business and this industry. And these restaurateurs, you're going to meet Sean Heyer, Colleen Hunt, chef owners, and their track record literally spans the country. Sean was in kitchens in San Francisco and Park City, Utah. Colleen was across the street in Park City. The two of them opened up a place called the Hermitage in the southern part of Vermont and decided that they were going to come and have their own space. Well, space opened up here in the Essex Experience, and uh, here, here they are. Now, Bramble opened this past April, so that kind of speaks for itself. And here we are. We're going to have an amazing little trip through the menu tonight. And uh, I think it's just going to be an experience. We're so glad that you're along with us. You can see your personalities, uh, Sean and Colleen, in this menu. And, I mean, you could tell this even before we met you all, you know. And you say that other people have told you that. You know, yes, Bruce, they, they, they have. And, and, and we're both, you know, pleasantly surprised so this is sure so these are uh, the wood-fired mushrooms yeah so they're nice they're you know we've got this really beautiful kind of custom-built uh wood-fired oven as a centerpiece in the dining room um so we try and you know utilize it as much as we can and here's a, a prime example so during the day as we prep we'll we'll roast the mushrooms off individually because they they cook at a different pace um, and tonight, it's a nice little melange. It's a uh, uh, lion's mane, cremini, chestnut, shiitake, portobello, and or portobello and oyster mushrooms. Uh, and then on the underneath there is a little um, uh, smoked onion miso. So again, you know the onions get get smoked in the wood fired oven, um, and then mixed with a nice little white miso as sort of a base in a sauce. Where are the mushrooms from? Ooh, well, that would be a, a question for Chef. Yeah. Hi, Chef. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, they're from a little company in New Hampshire that does uh, cultivates their own mushrooms. That's amazing. So, uh, and these are these are amazing mushrooms. Uh, I love that everything comes out of the oven where we're all kind of sitting ringside. No matter where you're sitting, you've got a view of that oven. Pretty much. Yeah. That's great. So you're, are, now, are, does that mean you're always kind of on stage? Uh, yes. <laughs> now that you mention it. Yes. Now that you mention it. Well, the objective, right, you, you, when you have a, a, a party at your house, inevitably everybody always ends up in the kitchen, right? We used to call it, it was funny, we always call it the kitchen drift. Yeah. So we just decided to put the kitchen in the dining room so nobody had to drift. Perfect. That is so perfect, and uh, this is so great. So what has just arrived at the table here? This uh, looks like some arugula. Yep, so this is nice. This is a, a, a nice little bright, fresh arugula salad. So this is um, oven caramelized white peaches with arugula, a lemon poppy seed vinaigrette, 
and then a roasted sunflower seed brown butter brittle. Uh, that brittle is the only thing in the restaurant that literally goes under lock and key. I'm sure. <laughs> That's valuable stuff there. So this is great. So the idea is that we're going to have just a, a few dishes here for the table. And everybody's going to enjoy, as you say, it's, it's uh, kind of that, that house party kind of thing going on where everybody shares. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, our whole goal for this is to kind of, you know, perpetuate that conviviality of, of having dinner, right? Sitting down at the table, everybody's sharing their dinner. And while our, our menu is designed to be shared, it, it doesn't mean, you know, that there's these, these big massive platters of food coming out, but it's how you would go out to, to you know, how you would have dinner at your at your home. Everybody kind of gets a, a little bite of the arugula salad. They get a little bit of mushrooms and maybe they get a little New York or maybe they get a little chicken. Um, and, you know, hopefully they put their phone down for a couple hours. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. After this podcast. <laughs> After this. Uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, so, Colleen, is this... Uh, is this something that you've done at other places, or is this an idea that you had in the back of your head that you always wanted to try? Handle, yeah, we did it. Handle, shared, shared plates. And that was in Park City. Park City, yep. Uh, I mean, the whole idea of sharing plates and the and that has had its ups and downs, and uh, I I like I love the idea of uh, this being a version of the tapas where you're you're sharing so that you kind of answer that that you know are we getting enough to eat uh thing but also it kind of gives somebody the opportunity to be a little bit more adventurous instead of having to decide on just one thing to choose from you know you could pick something for the whole table and if you don't like it then somebody else will eat it right yes it really is it's it's short attention span it's no one's taking responsibility and it's all good and and it always ends up that someone says oh i should have ordered that Right. Yeah. That's the idea. What is this mocktail that uh, I have here with the black raspberries and uh, what do we have? Yeah. So that's the that's the bramble sipper. So that's a non-alcoholic uh, uh, cocktail. We do a you know a handful of our, our fresh. So we've got a you know relatively you know forward-thinking craft uh, uh, bar program here, and our most popular cocktail on the bar program is our bramble cooler, which is pickled blackberries fresh lemon, fresh lime, a little gin, a little thyme, and a little soda. So we kind of took that, you know, removed the, um, the high-octane gin out of there and have the bramble sipper. So, um, you know, but again, true to form with our, our, our menu items, grab those blackberries at the, at the, you know, at the peak, and then we pickle them so that we can use them throughout the year. So the bone marrow has arrived. So the bone marrow has arrived, and it's it's become one of those things that um, people are equating with us here. Um, it got some good press in a couple of other you, you know articles that were written, but also it's it's very true to form with with who we are, right? We feel like our food doesn't really need to be overly complicated or overly fancy. Um, we like that sort of primal kind of basic. Um, and, and attention to detail. So, you know, roasted bone marrow, I mean, the, the, the fat that comes out of a, a center of, of, of bone marrow is absolutely amazing. So we get these really beautiful femur bones. Um, we, we marinate them, we roast them, 
Uh, we just serve it with a, what we call a little herb salad. It's kind of uh, akin to... It's very bright. It's it's bright green. Uh, a uh, and it looks it looks like a relative of pesto. Yeah, not their basil. Too, in? More like an, uh, more like a, well, I'll let chef. slightly like a pesto, but it's mostly just parsley, uh, a little bit of capers and lemons and garlic and oil. Just Again, a, very bright. Yeah. And then the toast points in around there. We, we roast the, the toast points. That's our house-made focaccia that we um, toast up in the tallow of the of the beef itself. Yeah. So um, yeah. So a little herb salad, little little house-made mustard, so a little house-prepared horseradish, and uh, yeah. Again, nice and simple, but you know something a little bit different. So it's it's fun because you can have fun with it. You dig in, put some on the toast, a little mustard, a little horseradish. And uh, uh, yeah, I could see this is definitely craveable and shareable. Yeah, and 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 slightly primal. Right. Yes, <laughs> there is that. Yeah. We love that. But there, it, as as you as you look at like what we do, it's about the you know the, the the produce at the right time. It's about cooking with wood. It's about you know the simplicity of it that we've been doing for a long time, and and you know as a as a species, and um and and done right, it's it's pretty amazing. Well, we are here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro, and we are at Bramble in Essex, Essex, Vermont. All right, so the pasta has arrived, and uh, this is the the brightest, cleanest pasta. Uh, we think pasta, we think red sauce. No, not at all. This is bright and clean, and it's a summer pasta dish, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, we so we make all of our own fresh pasta here. So we kind of, you know, again, like everything else, we sort of let the season, you know, drive the flavors, drive the menu. Uh, so this one in particular is the fresh fettuccine with um, these really beautiful spring peas um, coming out of Dandelion Farms and then a, a little pancetta. And then we, we use, we do a cream sauce, but it's a, it's more of like a, a the base of like a bagna cauda. Bagna cauda is um, kind of a, a traditional Italian, um, almost like a, a, a creamy uh, dipping sauce, so to speak. So that's what we use as the base for our cream sauce for the for the pasta. Um, but yeah, it's nice and bright and fresh. I mean, we've got you know we live in Vermont. We got all these beautiful edible flowers and garnishes and pea tendrils, and so why not? Oh, this is amazing. And these are, uh, Colleen, these are sugar snap peas in this, in this pasta? Yes. Yep. Dandelion Farms snap peas. They're, I mean, this is right in season. This is oh, this yeah. is their time. Oh, yeah. It's hard to, like, not grab a handful and just... Oh, go ahead. It's your restaurant. Go gra- grab a handful. This is their very healthy, delicious snack. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, really good. So the pizza has arrived out of that wood oven, and... You know, we've talked a lot about pizzas coming out of wood ovens, and this is a good-looking little pizza. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we knew we always knew that we would do pizzas. It only, you know, in, encompasses about maybe 20% of our menu. So we have lots of other things that we utilize the onion for or oven for. But yeah, I mean, people are people are really digging it. We've had some of the best compliments ever. You know, we get those 
those those compliments of oh, I never eat the crust and I couldn't stop eating this. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's so thin, perfectly browned. I mean, wood oven, so you're going to have some places that are a little well done. And again, we've had so many hours of discussions between coal-fired and wood-fired and, and how pizza comes out like that. And this is part of the experience, but this looks like it is the the tenderest kind of cracker-type crust. Yeah, we you know we, we, we really like the dough that we make here. It's um, you know it's 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 it, it gets that little bit of crisp and uh, and stays you know soft and tender. Um, yeah, we're we're really into it. Yeah, I, I can imagine you would be, no doubt. Now this is, oh yeah. So we brought out a little bonus here. This is a little duck riette. Whoa. So, yeah. So we take a you know duck leg confit, cook it confit, kind of low and slow, submerged in its own fat, um, shred it, mix it with some some herbs and spices and some orange zest, uh, pack it back into a little mason jar, um, cap it with a little uh, liquid duck fat, and then let it cure. And then we serve it with a little house-made uh, sourdough cracker. Yeah, it, it's so great. It's country. It's uh, just rustic, but it's it's you can't wait to dig in. Yeah, it's like a little you know pate in a jar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the word I was looking for. On, on, and we're headed for Bastille Day, so it's right in style. Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. You know, we. We talk about things like bone marrow when we talk about uh, uh, the, the duck fat and so forth. And uh, fat got a bad rap, didn't it? Fat did get a bad rap for a long time. It was like, you know, you kind of had that. If you just use the word fat as this big, you know, all-encompassing umbrella, um, you, you know, people were just like, ooh, no, I want low fat. I want no fat. I want everything. But, I mean, we live in Vermont, right? Like, to be honest most of the time here we don't even serve uh half and half or milk with our coffee it's whole fat heavy cream that's what you get when you order cream for your coffee here but you know but it's it's the good fat from cheeses it's the good fat that comes off of you know the suet that you use to bake that we use in our quiche or um, or the duck fat that we use. You know, there's lots of different kinds. Bone marrow is essentially, you know, fat, but in, in its in its highest accolade and in its highest uh, um, uh, benefit for, for us, not only flavor-wise, but a lot of that stuff's really good for you. So It is, and when we think about how back in the day, as you point out, you know, here in, here in Vermont, this is as basic as it gets, and we are not terribly far removed from, from when people use lard to cook with. Ooh, absolutely. And, you know, when you think about these, these dishes that were born from, you know, necessity, right? They say, you know, necessity is the mother of, of invention. So look at, like, duck confit. So prior to, you know, refrigeration, the idea was, you know, all your ducks came came to the same size at the same time so you had to sort of harvest them or you would lose them so you cooked them all together and you submerged them in your fat you took your big you know vat of cooked duck legs that were in fat and you put it down in your root cellar and and it would stay there you know for the next six seven eight months and you pulled out one leg and you wiped it off and you warmed it up and you ate it and it was good for us that was the most you know, that was, again, we, we referred back to this earlier. It was very primal. It was sort of out of necessity. Um, it was real, though. 
and real, absolutely, and real. It was unprocessed. There was, there was, there was no third party, fourth party, fifth party. There was no preservatives. Um, it, it stayed healthy, and, and it was good for us. And, and you know what? The bottom line is, it just tastes good. Well, there is that. There is that. Uh, we're, we're trying our best, you know. I mean, it's just dinner. We're, we're going to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> there you go, right? I, I never forget that. So here we are, Ben. Indeed, here we are. Uh, what? A uh, duck roulette, a matoguzzi pizza, a bone marrow, and uh, a mushroom platter later, not to mention an arugula salad. And what do you think? Um, I will say this is, um, first off, the variety is absolutely through the roof. I mean, going from a, going from, you know, bone marrow to, you know, a fresh little light arugula salad, going to the duck roulette, much more dense, the mushrooms and the pasta somewhere in between, and then just a classic with the pizza, with the motoguzzi, just to kind of close up everything. So, of course, the dessert is, as Sean and I were talking about at the wine and food festival the dessert is what you leave talking about the rest of the night and so it was here and of course we had we had a treat here because we had three desserts and there were only two of us but it's one of the perks of being the food dude i guess we had the cherry cremo but as colleen called it cremo 2.0 with the cherry sauce which just made it over the top the Meyer lemon bar with kind of a candied citron on top and the shortbread cake and the rhubarb cake. It's just called ruby cake around here with an amazing dollop of creme fraiche that added a brightness and a little tartness, a little acidity to this cake that ate very much like a coffee cake, except there was rhubarb in the middle. But just amazing. And... So here we are, talking about it for the rest of the night. And it was uh, just a great evening here at the corner table at Bramble here in the Essex Experience. Now, Bramble is open Thursday through Monday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for dinner, Sunday brunch, Monday evening, industry night, and just a little secret, put it in your back pocket, and remember it, Monday 5 to 9, reservations available through Resi. Visit BrambleVT.com. I'm dining out with the food dude, Bruce Newberry. Bruce Newberry. The food dude. 